and then it was like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden. <laughs> That's our new intro. <laughs> so, I, Doug, I don't know if you know, but uh, I started posting these, and guess what I did in my podcast prowess? Uh, posted them to Apple iTunes? Yep. And Although, I think I'm pretty sure I posted them out of order. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I was out of town. I mean, does it really matter, though? I don't think so. Do we so. have an order? The I don't think one so. Was, one was definitely one. But yeah, one that, was one, but I think two was actually three. three. And then I posted three today, and someone was nice enough. I think it was Angela. Thank you, Angela. She sent me a message and was like, um, hey, I'm pretty sure that episode three is the same as episode two. And I was like, oh, oh. So I had to go in there and delete, deleted, and then ended up uh, just posting episode two, which is episode, episode three, three. But now we're on episode four. So since you guys are totally confused. Along. Yeah. Uh, how are you? It's been two weeks. I feel tired today. How are you? I also feel a little tired. The weather's a little funky here. It's yeah. like cloudy and kind of raining a little bit this afternoon. So it's not doesn't feel like the most energetic weather in the world. Yeah, and it was hot, right? And uh, like lack of sleep. And um, not only that, but uh, I had the 5.15 a.m. class this morning, oh, Doug, pretty, which is pretty always early in the, the morning. Teeth, my goodness gracious. But um, we're here. We're surviving. And you all, all 10 of you, have left us some reviews, which is actually super cool. Thank you, guys. Yeah, super cool, except you one star. Yeah, somebody, I'm convinced they were confused and they thought one was the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? The, uh, Apple, not sponsored by Apple, by the way. Yeah. It, I think it's we're really, already getting it, into the pet peeves, which it, is totally fine. It's Doug. really cheap. Like, you don't have to leave a review to give a rating. Yeah. So you can just, like, click on the one star there and then just be done. Which is what I just did. I just rated our podcast five stars, guys. It seems a little too easy Well, to give a one-star review. Well, yeah. I guess that's true, right? Because if you never listen to it and you just want to, like, stomp on somebody's parade. I mean, you should have to, like... This is like the world we live in now where everyone gets to like, you know, comment from the. Oh, the left field. Yeah. From the bleachers. Yeah, high the bleachers. high left. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> Who oh, has said yeah. that? Oh, and then they just vaporize. Yeah. Oh, you don't yeah. have to like leave your name. You don't even have to like make up some fake name <laughs> <laughs> to make a review. I did that the other day. I, I had to look into something. It was, I forget what it was, but it was for the gym and, um, it, you know, to get a quote on something, I had to put in the name, the email, all this stuff. And I was thinking this is not going to work. So in every yeah. single block, I wrote blah, 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 blah. My yeah. email was blah at gmail.com, blah, blah. So if you guys have that, I then apologize. Did, did they want to send something to blah at gmail.com at the end? Thankfully, no. They oh. just like, here's your quote. <laughs> oh, I was perfect. like, what is this? this is pointless. This is absolutely <laughs> worthless. Um but anyway, we did get some really cool reviews. And one of them, uh, most recently, uh, this is from Airy182. Most of you probably don't even know what your iTunes name is because I don't know what mine is. But uh, I thought this was funny. I said, I'm so happy you're both back. We've been missing the stories about Chauncey, Porter Bodies, and Doug's <laughs> list of pet peeves. I forgot about Chauncey. Chauncey, you know, I did forget Chauncey about that was as well. Obviously, yeah, he's since been fired and replaced by <laughs> myself. <laughs> um, but we, ha we got a good one. And I think we answered this. Oh, Jim, this is Jim Braun. Uh, amazing to have you guys back. Respect both your opinions on fitness and love. It's just two friends having random conversations. Sounds pretty accurate, Jim. And I uh, hope you're well, man. We went to Hawaii with Jim. 
We did. That yeah. was a long time ago. Gym's Olympic lifting down in Arizona. I saw it's like 120 degrees in Arizona. Wow. Rourke, That's like my son, said that... Uh, service of the sun. He's got some buddies that have family that live down there. They said the trash cans, if they leave them outside, are melting. That's Can you great. imagine that? I would go there just to see that. <laughs> Pick them up. Let's I'm go here. down. I'm here to watch your trash cans melt. <laughs> Um, but this is from Ben and I, I think we kind of answered this, but we'll go down the road a little bit. I think we answered this in podcast three, which is really two. (laughs) Who knows? Uh, but it says, uh, guys starting off with a bang. I remember the excitement. Every time I got in the car to listen to each episode, I was a late adopter initially. And I remember being so disappointed when I caught up, I actually had to wait for the next episode. Oh yeah. Anyway, my question, I hear a lot of former games athletes talking now about how they've dialed it back and dialed back the intensity piece. Do you think you've gone a bit too far? It gets cut off from here. I don't know why. Probably because yeah, of my why? computer. But it says for most people, they've never, and I remember reading this, Ben. It was kind of you know getting to this point of reached that peak uh, of elite fitness, if that's what you want to call it, as a games athlete. Um, but I think through the conversations that you and I have recently had, even on the podcast, and just letting people know kind of life scenarios, I don't know that... Uh, and like we talked about, uh, reminder, guys, intensity is not bad, right? Intensity can be really good uh, when done in the right dose at the right time. But life circumstances can sometimes dictate the need to tackle or ratchet things back over elite performance. So, uh, you know, what time do you get up every day to go to work, Doug? 6 a. 6 a.m. you get up, or do you have to be in the office at 6 a.m.? Got to be there like 6.30. Okay, so it's not like, that's that's pretty early. I would say that's early than most people's work, right? Yes. That's been a shift for you. Do you go to bed at 9 p.m. every night? It's not a chance. Yeah, right? So, <laughs> no way. yeah, like different life circumstance than what you used to have maybe. Okay. Yes. Oh, did you get it? You I found the, the rest f- of okay. it. Okay, so read the rest of it, Doug. It says, you think you've gone a bit too far for most most people. They have never or never will be an elite, elite athlete. They most likely won't ever hit their physical capacity. I'm all for not hammering yourself into the ground, but isn't intensity still important? Isn't tracking progress for these people still important? Won't that be one of the ways to get them long-term, to be a long-term member? Hope that makes sense. Keep it up. I'm a big fan of the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would actually, I mean, I have thoughts about that too. Yeah. So I'll share real quickly on our experience at park city fit. I actually think that people not keeping track of progress anymore has allowed for more retention. Most people that come to the gym do not track their progress. I'm not saying that's good. I do think there's a time and a place for that. And I do think that that can be motivating and helpful, but once you have reached kind of either one of two things, your highest physical capacity or the crossroads where you're thinking, well, if I want more out of this, I'm going to have to make some serious changes. Sure. Then maybe tracking things isn't as important as just consistency and showing up. Me? I think, you know, I mean, if I'm candid, I don't really, really record my workouts anymore. I'd never do, you know, and that's probably mostly because I just know that I'm on a down slope, <laughs> which everyone's going to be sometime. Yeah. But I also think like maybe, you know, we live in a bubble 
and I'm not here all the time anymore, but definitely the clientele here is not, I mean, what do you think the average age of a person who comes to the gym here is? Oh, that's a good question. I bet. Over under 35. Over. For sure. I was going to say, I was going to say, if you pin me down to a, a five year window, 35 to 40 or 38 to 42, yeah. like somewhere in that right. zone. Yeah. So way different than 22 to 25. Way different, <laughs> way different. And like what those people want and have going on. And just so happens that like we live in that realm as well. Yeah. True. Yeah. Right. That's our, so now bracket. like if you were 26, Mm-hmm. and running a gym and your membership was 20 say you know 20 to 28 sure maybe college town i think it might be a little bit different and i also think like like you know the in the level one we talk about like push it as high as possible as early as possible and then hang on right the uh, yeah. sorry fitness yeah 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 Right. Work and capacity just, curve. And then just try to hang on. Yep. And definitely we and most people here are in the hanging on phase. Yep. And if you join when you're 42 and you haven't really done much, I think you have to treat that person differently than someone who joins who's 20 and just got done playing high school lacrosse. Totally. Right. Totally agree. And like what intensity is for that person is different than what intensity is for a 20 year old person who just got done playing high school sports. I, I think that they're there. Those people are in different realms and that, it looks yeah. very different. And I think that I agree. And I think that that goes beyond just that gloss over comment that you know, can easily be said, well, it's based on your physiological and psychological tolerances. Yes. A hundred percent true. Right. But what does that look like and how do you implement it? I think that's being determined by affiliate owners, coaches, trainers, people that are asking questions. I think that next layer is still being discovered on how to do that effectively and how to do that appropriately for retention in your gym, for, having a welcoming open door for the 22 year old and the 52 year old, you know, that's like a, that's the real professional coach coming out. That's not a, Hey, I I took a weekend course and I swap classes for free and I coach once a week. Yeah. Right. That's a, that's a bigger, deeper understanding. I mean, I I think I get, what's his name? I think I I get what Ben's saying. Like, and I think I agree that, like, let's take someone who's 35 to 40 years old and is quite deconditioned, has never done anything like this before. Yep. And they come into the gym, right? I I think that in terms of them getting, like, pretty quick, pretty good results intensity for them is going to be important they're like they need to sometimes put the screws to it yeah you know now i also think that what that is for them is probably not what it is for you at the peak of your crossfit gaming yeah do you like think they don't, they don't need that i agree on the intensity do you think the frequency 
How intensely do you think every day? Um, I think that no, not every day. I also think that that person is going to modulate that for themselves unless you're there all over their buns. If like if you're working with that person one on one, yep, and you're like, let's go, let's go, let's go, hammering them, like. 80% of your one rep max back squat for five sets of five and like Fran and just crushing them with intensity. Yep. I think that's not the answer, but I also think like if that person comes to class that they modulate that themselves. Yeah. And I agree. And I, I also, think. I agree. And I also, as I've, you know, gone through this journey as well, I also think, and this is just me saying this, and I, I say this to the, like the entire community. I also think we can do better, because yes, that that is true. The that avatar is somebody that very well could modulate intensity, but I also think without guidance, direction, the right options that that person without the right personality could easily get chewed up and spit out and be like, I'd like, this is not, uh, this is too much or sure. this is not for me. So I do think I that mean, uh, yeah. there is a way to help guide those people and say, Hey, you know, Doug, so-and-so, whoever, here's a level of expectation that you should have of yourself coming into this. And here's why we know that. Yeah. And here's my suggestion on which workout variation you should do. And here's why. And yes, we're going to have you work hard and that's an important piece, but it should happen this frequently. I think guiding people through that is way more important than we think because this is something we used to say often, you know, back like two weeks ago when we stopped the podcast <laughs> um, is I think we, and often people listening, take for granted how you learn that on your own yeah, and how easy that is for you to do now. And how much credit we give people for walking in the door that have zero to very little experience with any kind of physical activity, let alone a strength and conditioning vibe like here. Yeah. I mean, I think you got me with retention. Yeah. Like hanging big on time. to that person, right? Because, you know, I think maybe maybe Ben is saying this like, Hey, that person's got to have intensity for some kind of results. Right. Maybe that's what he's saying. I think so. And I agree. And I with agree a, with a certain amount, a yeah. certain frequency and, and the right path yeah. to get there. And I think like, you know, two points, one, there's a class going on out there right now. Right. Yep. And I think this is a hard workout. It's basically Fran with a 200 meter run in between. Correct. The rounds, the, right? Yeah. At the end of each round, three rounds. Yeah. So 21, 15, nine thruster pull up 95, 65, 200 meter run after the 21, after the 15, after the nine, yep. I think it's like a crusher. I think it's pretty hard. Yeah. It's yeah. It's got the potential to have some sauce to it. Yeah. And so like point one I wanted to make was, I think that how many people do you think are out there? 20, 25, yeah. 20 people. Yeah of that many people out there who's like really giving it the sauce today. How many do you think? Yeah. I would say three. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched yeah. them start and yeah. I, and I think, you know, maybe five ish, yeah. three to five. So maybe that's to my point of like self-regulation. Yeah. 
you know, because uh, if you're going to CrossFit Games or if you're like a real hardo, like okay, here we go, mm-hmm. like shirt off, headband on, yeah, knee sleeves on, out of my way, yeah, yeah, like I'm, I'm doing this in five minutes, yeah, you know, I don't think that, I don't think there's anybody out there that's doing that now, no, no one's like vomiting now, no, maybe there might be one, but I think most people have regulated themselves. Now, I don't know if that's a byproduct of the options that you give them yeah, or if there was question. one option that people would just regulate themselves anyways. Or the way that we brief it. Yeah, so, I mean, it could be that. It. Or it could, I also think it could be how long they've been here for. Could be that too. Some the of the mem- people have the been here for 15 years. Could be that. I also think, though, that like if you take, if you took 20 newish people and let's say people have been doing it less than a year, Mm-hmm. And you put them in that class and you just brief it like, here's the workout, 21, 15, 9, run 200 meters after that, yep. that you're going to get a similar breakdown. Like yeah. three to five people are going to crush it. Maybe maybe some more because, you know, I think in the community we tend to like push people towards intensity. So like maybe you get seven to 10 people like really giving her. Mm-hmm. And then you got the other 10 to 12 people working like, hard. but cruising yeah right so maybe i don't know what the point there is necessarily other than i think like people will modulate that themselves a bit but where i think it starts to break down is the long term yep like oh one last point about that like some people really want that and some people really like there's one or two out there who are like the one the intensity yeah yeah like let's get it yep you know, like I'm here, I've been waiting all day Yeah. to like get after this. Then I saw it last night and I'm ready. Yeah. Like I've I stayed up sleep. like walking myself through 21, <laughs> yeah. 15 and nine. Right. So some people really want that. And there's probably a few folks out there who are like, could really use that three times a week because it's mm-hmm. what they want to do. Sure. That's how yeah, they, they spend like their it. time and yeah. energy in life. So... I think people probably regulate themselves pretty well because they just can't do that. If you're like a 37 year old dude who comes into the gym, pretty deconditioned, not a lot of experience. Like I can't crush every day. Yeah. They just can't. Probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. Yeah. But then retention wise, if you're constantly, I think pushing people towards that intensity, they're going to get chewed up and spit out. Yeah. I think. I agree. And that brings me to that point of, this is the crux, right, of I think the uh, functional fitness class or the CrossFit class or whatever you ha- whatever you call it, whatever you have going on is that no matter what you do in a group dynamic, there will never be a perfect volume, flow, workout, movement choice for every single person in the room, right? So... If you were to take an individual athlete, maybe it's one of the high school kids that you've worked with or are working with, or maybe it's an adult that comes to you and they said, Doug, I want to work with you in a one-on-one basis, right? Let's go with that same avatar, 35, 37-year-old guy, same person. And they walk in, they say, this is what I want, but I want to pay you every day to customize programming for me and tell me exactly what to do. Would you program a varied intensity program? Would I, if, if I was 
working with that person every day, would the intensity vary from day to day? Yep. So if it was a one-on-one client that you were trying to get the results as fast as you could, you knew, like, let's say dreamland, right? Yeah. You know, they're going to show up five days a week. You know, they're going to take care of themselves outside the gym. They're going to get their sleep, nutrition. Let's say all that stuff's in and they, check. The, this is like a long-term kind of client. It's not like I'm seeing them for a summer. It's not like they have a specific Let's, fitness goal that is above and beyond general fitness. Yeah, correct. Yep. They're just like, Hey, I want to be, I want to be generally fit. want to lose some weight. I want to get strong. Um, yeah. you know, I care about, uh, being able to ride my mountain bike and, and play with my kids when I'm 70, you know, like they're in that phase, right? They're not yeah, trying cer- to go to the CrossFit games. I, I would think I would vary that. Yeah. And so that becomes like the crux, right? And that if becomes, I meet them, if I meet them, I mean, what's a reasonable amount of days? If I meet them four days a week, yeah, four days. They get two days of significant intensity, but the intensity is different. Yeah, explain so like, that. Yeah. So, like, like a workout like Helen is a good example, mm-hmm. right? Like, you can get some, you can get pretty intense in Helen, yeah, but it's not. There's not tons of volume. Yeah, it's not like um, crushing. It feels way different than like intensity from squatting heavy. Yeah. Or deadlifting. Or heavy. like Karen, 150 wall balls as fast as you can. You got to yeah. do, you know, X amount on broken. Or, right. So yeah. I think if I'm working with that person, like <clears throat> they get a mid range workout that feels pretty intense with things that I think are, you know, maybe one day a week we just hammer yep. or whatever it is. And then the other three, maybe we lift some weights. It feels, you know, hard, mm-hmm. tough, yeah. but not like um, their head's not going to pop off. Yeah. But I would count that as intensity. Yep. And then something that's a little bit longer and by nature has a little bit less intensity. Yep. And then we freestyle the last one, I think. Yeah. That's what I would do. No, I think it's great. And you know, it's funny is like, I've got a couple clients that come to the gym and I've been working with them for about a year now and they started with one-on-ones and now they've gone to me just programming for them. Um, and they still use the gym just to save on cost. And they came to me, one had gotten surgery on her back and her husband had surgery on his shoulder. They wanted to get stronger, lose weight, you know, kind of really similar to what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I immediately, I put them through a flexibility assessment, a strength balance type thing, just to kind of gather some information. Uh, and immediately was thinking to myself and with the conversation, the goals they had too, I was just like, Olympic lifting is not in the cards for these people. It's just not necessary. Uh, and maybe if they want to go down that path in the future, cool, but I don't need to teach them how to snatch and hang power clean. Sure. It's just not necessary. Yeah. Um, and so the template that I use now is really similar to what you're talking about. They train roughly four, five days a week. Um, they also are really avid, like hikers. One of them is a photographer. So he has to carry a bunch of his camera stuff and packs for longer durations. Um, so one of those days is a strength only day, actually two throughout the week. I have a lower body strength day and an upper body strength day. Mm -hmm. They're separate and they're about two or three days apart. And then the other day I have one workout that's just like you said, it's more of a classic kind of CrossFit workout falling into the 10 to 15 minute window. It could be an EMOM, AMRAP, rounds, whatever, but it's not complex movements. It's box jumps, bike, wall ball, deadlifts, squats, goblet squats. If it's a, uh, the most dynamic thing they're doing is, um, 
a kettlebell swing, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And then, um, another one of those days, uh, they requested like, Hey, we've got a hike coming up and we want to build some capacity. So I'm basically going to work them. I'm not going to have them do the whole thing, but I'm having them work toward a variation of Chad. Mm-hmm. So over the next eight weeks, I'm tearing them up with a, a day where all they do is work on step ups. And previously it was more of a long duration, carry sled drags, pushes, things like that. And I'm telling you guys right now, people might be like, well, that doesn't sound like CrossFit. Don't find then. Don't call it that. But for those clients, yeah, that has worked tremendously well. It's put the, the gal in a position where she loves strength training. Now she's not worried about her back being injured and she's consistent because of the way we program the guy's lost a bunch of weight he feels better when he's out doing his daily activities for his job yeah and you know he's got a wrist injury and they don't they don't ever say to me and maybe they will someday they don't ever say hey chris i really wish you would program things like snatches and muscle-ups i really wish you would just like act like really throttle me yeah and just crush me seven days a week so that's a really long-winded way of saying, I think this can be expressed in different ways, and I think sometimes we get stuck in that box when, yes, intensity is good, Ben, absolutely, but depending on the person, the frequency and its application could easily be skewed to not being appropriate. Sure. I, I, I don't disagree. I also think I... I get what Ben's saying too. Like, let's say you have somebody who's a 25 year old actor who's like, I have three months and I need to be like, I'm going to play Thor in a movie. Yeah. And I need to look a certain way. Now, aside (laughs) from like Trenbolone and (laughs) testosterone, they come to you like, I got three months. So all I do is my job. Eat, sleep, I need to like look this way and be able to do these things. Mm-hmm. Like, does the amount of intensity that you feed that person go up? Yes. Me too. We, well, I, I mean, you're not going to have that person doing like long walks on the beach, right? He's like, I got three months, right? five days a week. Yeah. So I would still vary the intensity. I would agree. With yeah. longer duration work, shorter duration. But the if someone was that focused and the rest of their life was totally in check revolving around it yeah they're like i'll eat whatever you tell me to eat i'll rest i'll sleep i'll do whatever i just have to look this way on september 1 intensity would increase but i would also be really selective of the movement choice right so like same thing let's say it's actor guy i I might be like hey doug i know you're getting ready for thor but you don't ever need to do amanda you know we can still get the benefit from yeah, I mean, you things would things get included like and excluded. Squats for and sure. strict pull-ups, wh- whatever, you know, but... Or somebody comes to you and says, like, I want to go to the CrossFit Games. Let's sit down and have a real conversation right? now. Right, because then like, it's what's like your Intensity City. Do I, you know what's funny, man, is I actually thought about that. Um, I thought about that in context to some people that I've had conversations with and think, people that I've worked with in the past. And I really think that depending on the person and their, like what they're good at. Right. Yeah. Cause obviously um, someone who's doing that has done CrossFit, right? Like no one's going to walk in and be like, people going, have, I know, but uh, it's rare, but that would be a different case. I guess I'm saying someone who's like, I've been doing this for two years. I feel like yeah. I'm pretty good at it. 
yeah, I want it to be my job. Yeah. I'm going to do, I want to do that. But there may be, so yes, that like volume and intensity is going to have to be ramped up over time. Compared to our 35 year old dude. Totally. Right. It's but a different I, game. Different game. Yeah. But I would be very mindful of what that looked like. And I still think I would program varied intensity. It would just be expressed a lot more frequently. Yes. Right. So the I guess vo- that's my point. The volume like, would be higher, but like, I, I still think I would have a varied intensity approach. Like, um, you know, that young lady I trained, Maddie, she's a good yeah, example. Yeah. Like, uh, she likes to train and wants to train a lot. She's a really high level skier. She likes training, <clears throat> wants to train a lot. So you need to take that into account when you're programming for them because we can't just crush every day. So do you on purpose give her workouts? I assume that yes. she feels like she's working hard, but you know you've written them to make her not work hard? Yes. Yeah. Or things that I know aren't going to trash her that yeah. she can still feel. Like, you know, every Wednesday we would do this really long thing yep. that was like 30 plus minutes. And it was like, you know, carry the sandbag or ride on the bike yeah. for two kilometers. Things that you would leave feeling like, whoa, that was really hard. But mm-hmm. over the amount of time, the intensity is just still relatively pretty low. Especially for an elite athlete like Ye- that. Yep. Um, but she wants to train like a morning and an afternoon session. Mm-hmm. So she feels like, you know, because it's essentially her job. She's yeah. a pro. Yeah. And so the trick was giving her intensity when she needed it. Yep. It's like twice a week out of, let's see, you know, 10 sessions. Mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, classic CrossFit intensity, twice out of 10. Yeah. Weightlifting intensity, three out of those 10. Yeah. And then the rest of them, the other half of the training is like stuff that's specifically for weaknesses, relatively less intense. Single leg strength. And all that stuff is hard, but you would never, it's never like I'm screaming at her to do more. Yeah. Or like, let's blow this up and how much can you like single leg overhead squat? Yeah. Right. Like, so, and I think something that I missed as an athlete, and this isn't any, um, I think fault of myself or anybody that coached me, it was just kind of us in the learning curve of this whole process is I burn the house down every session. It didn't matter if I was doing 10 sets of three back squat, or if I was doing a Metcon or I, I was, yeah, there wasn't a lot was of plan other than intensity. Totally. And right. so and people have, that has definitely changed for sure. Totally. So I think that that gets to this point of, Hey, yeah, intensity is good at the right dose, but still guess what? And I think this is a way that I like to frame it. Ben is that if I do a good job of programming throughout the week, it should allow me to be able to hit those two or three days really hard if I want mm-hmm. and, and have the energy to do it. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be four or five days a week of me throttling myself and just trying to hang on yeah. for the last two days and then recycle again, starting on Monday. Yeah. And I think that we've learned over time, even some of the best athletes that if, uh, if they learn how to do that, I think results come faster and more effective and there's more longevity to all, yeah, all less athletes. overuse, less mental anguish. Yeah. Like stepping into that every day. Totally. Right. And two, I think that's really helpful for people to hear that have been doing this for 
10 or 15 years. Yeah. And we said this years ago, but like, hey, you guys, you can go open the door to your garage and do that same workout that Doug and I just said, Fran, with 200 meter runs, and you could use 70% of the weight yep. and you could do 70% of the effort yep. and you would still get a good result. Which is like what I'm going to do today. <laughs> yeah, right? And that's And so point being is sometimes you need to understand that doing that will allow you to come back tomorrow or the next day yeah. to be able to light it up if you want. Yeah. So, and you know, again yeah. on the, the flip side, just cause this, did some of my world now, like this kid that was just in here. Yeah. Did you see him there? Yeah. You were doing the med ball sit-ups with him. Get, yeah. Just get like him just, going. Just he was ready. Him. You can tell he like working hard. Yes. I appreciate that. So he is a kid who's sort of like this actor guy, but he's just going back to school in not a lot a of time. Month. Yeah. Like he's been here for two months. I get him for eight weeks. Yeah. We're gonna, he wants to work out four days a week and yep. he doesn't do anything on his own because he's just not like that. So, needs a program. So he needs a program. It's four days a week. Um, he's built to be skinny, so he's good at running. He's a lacrosse player. Yeah. He's just like good at that. But he needs a little meat on his bones. He needs meat on his bones. Yeah. So I get eight weeks, four days per week. He doesn't do any extra stuff. So when he's here for, for 45 minutes or an hour, we hammer. Yeah, it's go time. It is go and time. And he's 20? He's 19. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he doesn't do anything else. I mean, there's no knock on him, but he's not like getting up at four in the morning to go work. Right. He's a 19-year-old college student. Yes. Yeah, that's trying to play D1 lacrosse. Yes. Sounds so like he's hammer. doing the right thing. With that said, you would do this too, but and same would go with our 35-year-old, you know, deconditioned person is I'm adjusting that intensity as we go along and that because I know uh, also like what's tomorrow <laughs> and I also yeah. know like how he's feeling today like today by having a conversation with him that day yes like I was like hey how are you feeling today he's like I feel great took a nap I was like okay, <laughs> it's okay. go time <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> he's like I took a nap I'm like, buzzing I the last like okay well that. let's hammer right but also I know what tomorrow is yeah. And if he comes in tomorrow and is like, I feel like trash, we're going to adjust. It's not like I'm going to tell him to shut yeah. up and bench press. Man, and like that, I think two things with that. One, I think not enough trainers do that. They write a program thinking they have to stick to the program no matter what. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, here's what's written on the board. I don't like, I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Like there's one way we do things. It's hundred percent. So yep. like saddle up or get lost. So good on you for doing that. And two, now take that mentality and try to put it in a group class with 20 people. Start to think about the challenge that lies there and start to think about now how should you brief a workout? What are the conversations you should have when your clients are staying at the whiteboard and they're staring at one workout or a couple variations? Yeah. How do you convey what they should do? And I'm just bringing this up as like a thought-provoking question for you guys that are listening to think about. Because if we're getting to this hint of saying, hey, the best thing that we can do for an individual athlete is to listen to them. Yes, give them intensity, but make sure it's at the right time in the right place. Yeah. How do you do that with a class of 20 people four to six times a day, six to seven days a week? And I think there's a way to do that, but it takes a system and a process to do. And it takes people being like real pros, real coaches. Yeah, to like do. you have to think about what you're doing. Yeah. And I would urge people to, whether you're on like the, 
No, because I could see I haven't coached a lot of classes, but lately, but I could see me getting up in front of the group and because of where I'm, I am mm-hmm. being like, like underselling, right? Sure. Like, Hey, no big deal. Like come in, like, we're just going to move. You just want to do this and do this. And yep. like, let's all just like work at 70% today. Yep. Or I could also see the flip side where someone who's just a hammer comes in and like, all right guys, here we go. Like time to crush yourself. And if you're not crushing yourself, you're not doing it right. Yeah. So I think it does take, to your point, some super pro, like setting aside what you feel on that day and mm-hmm. what you think is best for you and looking at Chris and Doug and every other athlete and Ben in your class and being like, where, where is Chris today? What does Chris need? Checking in with him. Like, how are you feeling today? What are you going to do? Yeah. And that stuff all is just really hard. And then you know? getting to the deeper layer, right? Because you might ask me that. And I might need to take it easy, but if I'm a complete psycho and I feel like my self-worth is tied to my performance, that's a whole other layer, Yeah, you know, like, so like that's, that's next level thing whew. that you probably need to be with that person on one-on-one to truly get past that. Cause I could go to you and be like, how are you feeling? Be like, oh, I feel great. Yeah. Right. A little sore, but I'm fine. Right. But you know, chainsaw here. Oh yeah. Maybe I mentioned this on one of these podcasts before, but he's like, he works in sales and I think he's pretty good at sales. Yeah. And he's like, you know, we're the same. I was like, Chris, we're not the same, (laughs) but (laughs) at all, (laughs) at all. But he's like, you need to be everything for everybody. Just like I do in sales. It's a good call. And it's a good call. And so there's definitely that, like, I think to your point, being a pro, like having the options for everybody. Hey, if you want to, crush it today and that's appropriate for you yeah and i'll help you figure that out here's your option if you want to like not do that or if that's not appropriate for you today i'll chat with you and we'll figure out and here's your option yeah and being smart about that for everybody totally and guys just like in my experience over the past 16 years that goes way beyond just saying hey doug use lighter weight hey doug just run 100 instead of 200 that's that's a great starting point Right. But that's scratching the surface of what people could really benefit from. So we can go further down the rabbit hole, but for sake of time, because you are going to just throttle this workout, (laughs) I'm going to use 75 pounds Yep, and I'm going to break the first two sets of thrusters into two sets. Perfect. And then I'm going to break the pull up first two sets of pull ups into two sets. 12 and nine. And then I'm going to 10 jog. Yep. (laughs) Feeling great. Chat with someone as they're running next to you. What do you have any pet peeves? Anything off the top of your head? Anything that you just really experienced? Um, you know, the gym is now further from my house. Oh, yeah. And people driving. I feel like in the last three years since we did this podcast, that people driving have gotten worse at driving. I agree. Like, I, I don't know you. what planet they're on. I think we've had a large influx of, of not good drivers. Where would those people be from? Mm. <laughs> now you're really giving me down, Doug. <laughs> um, generally, uh, geographically, they are uh, typically outside? from larger cities. Oh, okay. Yeah, that uh, have moved in, and we love and appreciate them. And not that any, they all are, but let's just be honest. Bad driving a lot of people. things, but man, I feel like since we have to drive, it's not very much f- further, but at all at all but like the 
chance of somebody driving not well High. has gone up exponentially. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And all the road work, we talked about that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, you know, mine, we, this was mine a while ago, but it, it was just brought up to me recently because when we were up in Whistler, um, you know, the Starbucks here, back to the Starbucks thing. Oh, my gosh. gosh. You know, Starbucks. Oh, gosh. It's, at the Starbucks here, they don't even give you a straw. They just oh, give really? you the thing. They give me a paper straw. It's like, get the, get this thing straw. out of here. I immediately took it out of my drink and threw it out. And I thought to myself, you just wasted a paper straw because I don't want that <laughs> this ridiculous, is in Canada? ridiculous thing. Yeah. Canada, paper straws. Really can, Canadian paper straws. Canadian paper straws. I hate them. I hate them. Which also, I feel like it's kind of weird when people walk around with a metal straw. Doesn't that get gross? I would think it would get gross. Doesn't, like this water bottle I've got it is getting often? gross. I would I don't guess. Know. I would guess. I mean, if you guys walk around with metal straws, I'm okay with it. You know, like that's, but that's no judgment to you. Do your <laughs> thing. But I feel like if I had a satchel with like a metal straw and. There's got to be a better way. There's got to be. And I'm telling you the better way, Doug. What is it? No straw at all. Yeah. It just don't have a straw. Because then you don't have to worry about using up metal to make the straw. You don't have to clean your metal straw. Yeah. You don't have to worry about a paper straw falling apart. And you don't have to have plastic straws go yeah, in the why ocean. Why not just give me the top that's got a little hole in it that yeah. I just use with my mouth? Let's just eliminate <laughs> straws altogether. Well, I'm on a straw band. Everybody stop using straws. No more straws. <laughs> no more straws. No more straws. <laughs> Can I have two straws, please? <laughs> <laughs> like the huge ones. Remember when you were in high school, college still, when you could roll up the straws and like smack them, crack them open? Yeah. McDonald's were the best because they're super thick. It's have, like a fire hose, have man. Have you ever had this uh, bubble tea stuff? Oh, it's gross. And what about the straws that come with those? It's like the size of my head. Those are like dinosaur killer straws. Yeah. <laughs> like those straws. Forget the <laughs> like sea turtles. Some rhinoceros. <laughs> Some white rhino in Africa oh. can't get one of those stuck in its nose. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> oh my gosh, those straws. <laughs> Speaking Maybe of like straws. Suck those oh. giant tapioca boogers through that straw. Is that so, what the thing it's is? It's so gross. Someone, this was years ago, they were like, this stuff's so great. And that's exactly what I thought. It was like a booger, it was a oh. gigantic loogie. What oh. is this? It's oh, disgusting. Oh, this. this is disgusting too. Bubble tea. Last weekend, <laughs> this is like this, similar but different. Uh, I had a Starbucks coffee cup. Man, we got to break our Starbucks habit. But go oh. ahead. Starbucks coffee cup. Dude, every Starbucks like grande flat white I buy is $6 out of my pocket. Dude. Poof, poof, poof. What yeah. an expensive habit. But anyways, there are a lot of flies where I was, just like flies flying around the gym, just yeah. regular old flies, yeah, not biting yeah. flies, just flies. And one had crawled into my coffee oh. cup. And get this. You get a little extra protein in your this. coffee? So like, you know, the top of the white Starbucks top has like the little tiny hole? Yeah, yeah, the zipper. Like just big enough yeah. for a fly yeah. to sneak through when they were alive. Like, did they just fold their wings back right. and, like, slide on in there? Tuck in there, take a dump on the way in, <laughs> little fly turd. But then, like, they get in there, and it's game over, right? And yeah, they're just it is. dead in there. And then I tilt that sucker back. And you know how when, like, the other vent hole is a little plugged, how it, like, it, like came up to Burp, the hole. It like, burbles up a little and, bit. And, like, I felt, like, a little 
tension there. They got a piece so of I gave ice. a little like <laughs> sucker squeeze, and that thing like rocketed into my mouth, and I was instantly like, "Oh, this has wings!" It was so gross, and this there was just insect. like coffee and a fly everywhere. It was the grossest thing, and all I could think of was like, "This is what bubble tea is like." Oh. <laughs> Oh my it was so gosh. gross. And it probably was like the exact time of the day where you needed a coffee. It was just like a just, wet fly, dead oh, fly in my mouth. Gosh. I don't know what I was thinking. I gave because it, it had a little Man. tension and I gave it like the extra little suck and a little yeah. squeeze on the cup. Yeah. And boom, boom. <laughs> Back of the throat oh, immediately. It was so oh, gross. Did it go down the hatch? No. I oh, spit, spit it out, out everywhere. everywhere. Oh, along Man. with my flat white. And then I wasted a $6 coffee. I was going to say, there you go, yeah. Oh, guess what I just got? An espresso machine. Did you? Kiss of death. Here was Here's what pushed me over the edge. We were up in Whistler, and we rented a condo, and the condo had a little machine Oh, there. yeah, so you'd like to thank your new sponsor. Oh, my espresso. gosh. I cannot wait to get this in. So I would like to thank my new sponsor, Nespresso, because yeah. <clears throat> I did get 25% off. If you guys are looking for a deal, <laughs> they are selling them now. Certain models are 25% off. And the pods are like 70 cents a piece? Uh, they seem more expensive now. They were, at least the ones I got were like $1.10. Okay. So, but you get a free variety pack and don't tell anybody. Yeah, do. <laughs> but guess what I did, Doug? I tried to see if I could hack the system. I think Nespresso is going to be okay. But it said you could choose things in the checkout, you yeah. know? I was like, what if I select another free? Like, you could select them. So they already had one in the cart. I selected another one. Free. Free. <laughs> free. So I got two free variety packs. Perfect. And then I got, like, three other packs of some other I stuff. Mean, how, that how, I, I don't it's know. It's, like, really good coffee. So it good. Instantly happens. 30 seconds till the water's heated up. Yeah, totally. And it's like the perfect. I didn't even know this, Doug. It, a laser reads a barcode on the bottom of the pod to brew it perfectly. What? What a time to be alive, Chris. What? We are just living in 2016. Oh, my gosh. We have Get flying out of cars, here. lasers on coffee. And flies it in your flat <laughs> white. <laughs> devastating oh well hey guys yeah uh leave us a review feel free to let us know any of yeah, those and if uh, you like click that one star like be a yeah. champ go back and unclick that dog yeah but you give that a five <laughs> we should have a five plus rating somehow here 4.8 4.8 looks like there are a couple threes i don't know maybe. back to my original point yeah. it's too mm. cheap apple itunes you can you can't just have people willy-nilly being able to click stars without having to like leave a name and have yeah, some accountability. You know what? I'm just going to go into a random podcast thing right here. Oh, and did you see our name, Doug? I did see our name. Do you know? How did we get this the name? This is going to get long. Um, I was trying to rack through my brain, and I was like, man, you know, like just get down to the you brass tacks of things, and I was thinking about uh, it. And I was like, what the heck does even brass tacks mean? Oh, so Do you, you like, know? So you like went down. I, I have no idea. Okay, here's what it means. This is, I had no idea. That, think about this, right? When some, when you use someone's like, oh, yeah, I get down to the brass tacks, you know it's like the nitty-gritty, you know. Yeah, I know that that person is probably 
like 65 to 70 years old and yeah. then look at me in the eye. That's right. <laughs> like, let's and get not, down to yeah. brass tacks. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, but what is that? Like, where do you think that, what the heck does that I mean? I have no idea. Okay, so here's what I gathered. I Google food it way back, I think in like the 1800s, <laughs> when they were doing uh, re-upholstering furniture. Yeah, okay. What did they have on the furniture? The, those the brass tacks. Brass tacks. So they had to get down to just oh, the brass yeah. tacks okay. before they could do anything else. Those, and I was like, "That was the d- times before like IKEA furniture, <laughs> <laughs> when they actually made things that would, would still last. stay up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they would last." Um, so yeah, I, I was like, "Yeah, brass tacks and no hacks." So guys, go. thanks so much for all the suggestions. I ignored them all <laughs> and came up with our own. <laughs> But it's been great. Hey, thanks for participating. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let us let us know. Leave us a review. We'll try to keep these closer to 30 minutes, but Doug and I were on a rant today. So um, we'll be back next week. Leave us a I review. I mean, do people want longer comments. or shorter? What I don't do know. Want? Let us know. Yeah. I like shorter because our drive's shorter. You know, I, mean, I don't really listen to podcasts because our drive's too short. Yeah, me neither. I do when we're like on a road trip if I'm solo. Do you want these, Do you guys want these to be like four-hour marathons? <laughs> <laughs> just like, I don't know if we can do that. So it's just, all right, uh, Chris is in the bathroom. Uh, he'll be back in five minutes. Yeah, just imagine if we start putting this thing on YouTube. You know, this, hole the, the one down. last point about that. I mean, these radio shows, like where it's just one person talking, like this Colin Coward. Do you know who he is? No, I told you that. He's an ESPN guy. Oh, and okay, his radio yeah, yeah. show is just him wow. talking for hours. You got to be really good at talking, you got to be a pro. Wow. Yeah, it's just him talking. Can you imagine what the end of his day is like? He's probably just goes in his car. <laughs> People talk to him. He's like... He orders everything online so he can speak to no one. He carries around a notepad. You have to like write things down for him. He's got a whiteboard. Writes to the person in front of them. Oh, my gosh. Oh, All right. Leave us a review. You guys are great. We'll talk to you later.